The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's Donald O'Malley, the psychotherapist, who joins us today for The Last Word in Health. And we're going to discuss panic attacks. Stella, just define what a panic attack is, please. Well, a panic attack, it's a panic disorder some people would have where this would be a kind of a drenching of the brain that kind of takes over some people and they literally, they feel like they're having a heart attack and they're fully sure that they're having a heart attack and they kind of lose all perspective and then there's no talking to somebody in the middle of a panic attack and generally they think they're dying and then when it's over they think, what came over me there? What was that? And it's one of the most terrifying experiences you can ever have. And, you know, in a way, you've kind of you've lost touch with yourself for those few minutes, for however long it is. And then you come to again. So it's an incredibly frightening experience. And once you have one, you can become very frightened of having another. And that can become a kind of a trigger so that you live kind of in fear of further panic attacks. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible condition. And when you look at the actual brain and what's happening, you just realise it's overload. This is overload. Your brain got overload, it got frightened, and it got triggered. Huge amount of adrenaline has just gone through your system. And no more than that has happened. And so even though you thought you were going to die or you thought you were having a heart attack, what actually was happening, we were literally panicking. But it, it can become this awful, vicious circle of, I'm afraid of having a panic attack. And so your, your nerves are on high alert. And then what happens? You have a panic attack. And so that's where people fall into and, you know, get the actual clinical diagnosis of a panic disorder. I, which ha- is I have coming a long back list. And it's coming back. I have a long list of symptoms here in front of me. Will you just run through them so people would actually know if they maybe have had experienced one and weren't clear as to what it was? Okay, go on, work away. Well, you tell me. Well, I, I think it's like racing heartbeat, feeling faint, sweating, hot flushes, nausea, yeah, churning stomach. It, yeah, so there'd be all of that in sweaty palms and kind of, you know, a racing mind, racing thoughts, not just a racing heartbeat. Your body is on high alert because you've become... Literally, you, your body thinks you're being attacked. So everything is, is, is alive as such. So you're shaking. Your body is shaking. Your mind is shaking. It's going very, very fast. Your heart is beating faster. You're sweating. You're, everything is clammy. And, you know, your, 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 your tummy can be absolutely churning. It's, it's a very, very physical sensation and also a mental sensation. And how long might it go on for? Or can go on for quite quite some time for some people, and it can be it can literally what's happened is your body has been drenched in hormones in adrenaline, and we all know what adrenaline feels like. It races through. Now, if it races through and it's it kind of it's been triggered to kind of drench the system, it's a much more serious event, and that's what a panic attack is. It's effectively your body overreacting in an extreme way, and it's drenched your body. Okay. All the adrenaline is coursing through. It's a horrible feeling. Okay, and as you said, once you've had one, you might be more susceptible to having yeah. more. But who is susceptible to getting their first panic attack? Do we know? Um, people who are anxious are more likely, but anybody could get one. And the thing is, with with a panic attack, for, for a lot of people, they can say, but I wasn't anxious. I was sitting on the couch. I was actually relaxed. And it just came on me. And that's what makes it so frightening because you can't quite, you can't feel the anxiety build up and it can take over. 
And that's so disorientating because it's like, I don't have anything I can do to stop it because it came from nowhere. And it makes you distrust your body. Because it's like I, I literally, it's like I was sitting on the couch and I suddenly collapsed. I fell on the ground. Now, you don't actually fall on the ground, but the, the physical kind of sensation of being overtaken is so frightening because you feel out of control. Okay. What, te- so, so what, what techniques can you use to ease a panic attack if you're suffering one? There's a, quite a few pe- techniques. And, you know, a lot of people talk about CBT and that can be very, very effective. And if somebody's listening and they have had panic, I do urge them to seek you'd be amazed how much help you can get within quite a, quite a short number of sessions. But if you wanted to try self-help in the first place before, before you went to, let's say, professional support, there's things like some people would say that you, you try to distract yourself. You tell yourself you've got a pre-organized mantra that you say to yourself, something like it's only a thought and thoughts can pass, or this is a panic attack and it won't kill me. This is very frightening, but I'll be okay. This is very frightening and it'll pass. This is a storm that's drenching me. This is adrenaline coursing through my body. You can say things to yourself. You pick one or two sentences that suit you. Because one thing would suit you and something else would suit me. So you find a sentence that would actually kind of, that rings true that what is happening. This is, you know, a physical response to panic. And this won't kill me. It's very, very distressing. It's a storm in my mind and it won't kill me. Or it's, 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 it's safer than I think it is. Things like that can help. Some people say that they get out their phone and they go to, you know, they immediately just start tapping words like what they're feeling into the phone for no other reason than distraction and trying to bring other things into their body, if you follow me, okay. rather than just kind of be buckled by, the, by the, the kind of mental torture that they're under. You're trying to distract yourself. You're trying to kind of slow your breathing down and that's really hard. You'd have to practice that before... You know what I mean? In the shallow water. You have to practice that when you're feeling okay so that one day you can bring in slow breathing. Now, I wouldn't do that if you hadn't done it before. You'd have to practice that. If you do have one, should you go and see your GP? I would be in favour of going to see a GP. I would certainly be in favour because the GP will make sense of it. They will say what's happened. They will say physiologically your brain and your body got drenched with adrenaline. And as a result... You, you you went clammy, you went, you know, sweaty, all the racing thoughts, racing heart, etc. And that was all that was happening. It was like a, a, a kind of a malfunction happened. And when you hear an actual, you know, a licensed practitioner, a clinician saying, these are the symptoms, this is a panic attack, it happens, have you been under a bit of stress? Maybe we could reduce the stress in general. And that doesn't mean you were stressed that day. It just means your body was going into high alert too often and then it just literally tipped into high alert for that panic. Okay. That's the best description of what, uh, that I can think of that what happened. It's like a malfunction and it just literally, the tap just sprayed at you. We're getting and lots very, of messages yeah. from listeners about their own experiences. I'm 41, got my first panic attack four years ago, suffered for two years. Antidepressants fixed it. I was the most laid back guy before getting my first, says Andy and Clomel. Orla says, thank you very much for talking about panic attacks. I started suffering crippling panic attacks and I thought I was dying. GP just wanted to give me antidepressants, which I didn't want to take. I then discovered it was due to perimenopausal hormonal imbalance. My husband was amazingly supportive as it was frightening for him and my children seeing me in that state. Counselling and hypnotherapy has helped immensely. This needs to be discussed openly. Uh, Another one, I had a 
panic attack when I was 27 walking home at night in an area where I'd been attacked 10 years previously. It was repressed trauma that hadn't been dealt with was triggered by going back to the area. Panic attacks are unresolved trauma sometimes from early years of childhood and loads more coming in. What about the issue of medication? What do you think, Stella? Is medication Um, the right thing? I'm really glad you read out the first two because it showed the absolute spectrum of people's experience of medication, which I see as a psychotherapist all the time. So one person will say, it literally was the thing that saved me and I could have managed without it. And somebody else would say, no, that was not for me. Didn't, that was not part of my kind of saving. And I went a very different direction. So it is very personal. I do think it's worth considering, especially if somebody's feeling like it's impairing their life and they're not managing at all. I'm not madly pro-medication in general. But I do believe that something like this, if it, it can take over. Panic attacks can take over. And they can cripple you in so many ways that you think, I'll stabilise with some medication. I'll go to the GP and say what's happening. Stabilise maybe with medication and then work through the trauma that I need to work through. And it might be unresolved trauma from childhood. It might be an event like a sexual assault or a physical assault. It mightn't be. It might be just an overload of stress day in, day out for some years. So you can't, there isn't one kind of attributable cause that you could give to it. But you could say that on some level, if your body's saying no, if your body's saying something. Stella O'Malley, thank you for joining us for The Last Word in Health. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.